0: Hey, it's Stu at Bitcoin and Financial Independence, and if you are going to be at the conference Bitcoin 2023 in Miami next weekend, shoot me an email if you want to meet up. My email is frugalstu72 at gmail.com. That is S-T-U for Stu, not S-T-E-W. If you're going to be there and want to meet up or grab lunch, go for a run in the morning before conference, let me know. I have no idea what to expect. I've never been to a conference before. I'm going into this pretty blind. I've got the app and the agenda and I'm trying to figure out what things I want to go to, but I know there's going to be booths and lots of things going on. So if you're going to be there and want to meet up, shoot me an email. I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of Bitcoiners. I've heard some pros and cons about the conference that a lot of the people at the conference are affinity scammers and different things and how I believe you can actually watch all the keynotes from YouTube for free. But For me, I'm going there because I want to network, I want to meet new people, possibly find some guests and some people to collaborate with on the podcast and just be surrounded by like-minded people, learn new things, get new ideas, things like that. Anyway, on to today's topic. I wanted to address how, just how I talk about money, stocks, Bitcoin, anything finance-related a lot. And sometimes I feel like I do it too much and that maybe I shouldn't. I know my wife at times gets frustrated by this never-ending financial conversation that just keeps going on and has been going on for years but it is fun for me and it's part of how i think and at the same time i'm a christian and the oft misquoted scripture first timothy six ten i believe is where it says the love of money is the root of all evil i don't believe that money is good or bad necessarily money itself as a concept uh, i do believe obviously fiat currency is not the best has a lot of flaws and bitcoin is better money I believe that money is a magnifier, that if you are a good person, money can magnify that. If you are a bad person, it can also magnify that. It can allow you to do more bad things, but more money in the hands of good people allows them to serve more, to bless the lives of others more. And so I think that's a powerful concept. But here's why I talk about money and why I think about money a lot. We trade time for money, at least most of us that didn't inherit a trust fund are not independently wealthy and things like that. Most of us work and we trade our time for money. We often hear the phrase, time is money. Most people I know work hard to earn money. And one thing that really bugs me is I hate seeing people work so hard and then not protecting it because they overindulge themselves and they go into debt. Sometimes it's a lack of discipline. I hate to see family and friends and just people that I know enslave themselves with Overbearing debt, consumer debt, credit cards, things like that. Sometimes it's just curveballs of life, like medical bills and and things that happen, uh, job loss, and then you have to dig yourself out of that hole. But really, you know, money is just a representation of our time. It's a representation also of our lives because we spend so much time working. Most of us spend as much time working as we do sleeping, and sometimes more time working than we spend with our actual family and friends and loved ones. So money is what we spend a lot of our lives getting. And what we spend and use our money shows people what we value, and it also shows ourselves how we value ourselves. Money is a mirror into ourselves. And what I love to see is people protect and respect themselves, their time, and their life's work. Mismanaging your time and money is a form of self-punishment and self-disrespect, and at times we're all guilty of this by making impulse buys and things that are not good for us. But that's really the crux of it, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, but I sometimes feel like I care more about other people's money than they do. And I talk about this actually in, I think, episode 28 and 29, where I share a little bit more of my story and how I got this way. Just some of the upbringing that I had pushed me this way, I think. But going back to that magnifying glass, you know, my goal is to make as much money as I can so that not only can I secure my future and the future of my family. But I also try to make more money so I can help more people. I pay a 10% tithing. And so if I want to pay more tithing, one of the easiest ways to do that is to just make more money. So when it comes also to my interest in Bitcoin, not everyone understands this. I would say most of the population doesn't understand this, but central banks are constantly robbing you of your hard work, of your time, of your money that you saved, that you worked for. And how they rob you is through inflation, debasement, and money printing. Bitcoin, on the other hand, is an absolutely scarce fixed supply, digital savings technology. And many don't distinguish Bitcoin from the rest of the crypto world as cheap copycats with no real network, no real adoption, no real fix that they're offering, even though they say that it does this, this, and this, that Bitcoin doesn't do. None of that really matters. In my mind, we really only need Bitcoin. Everything else is probably just arbitrary. Just like there's no second best internet, there's no second best shape for tires, the circle works just fine. Uh, Bitcoin is just the best there is, I think, so far. But that's my explanation of why I care about and focus on money so much. Now, my wife has been listening to my podcast. She told me that episode 64 was confusing where I talked about this analogy of being a big fish in a little pond and how the pond of money keeps growing Go back and listen to episode 64 if you haven't yet, and and you'll see why this is confusing. But I wanted to take another stab at trying to explain what inflation is, what dilution is, what debasement is. So here's my new example that was suggested by my wife. If you buy the Gatorade powder that you have to mix in, so you buy that can of blue Gatorade powder, we'll say, or maybe you're more of the orange flavor or lemon-lime, and then there's a scooper, And so you go to make that Gatorade and you take those two scoops and you put them in the water, the right amount of water. And that's kind of how it used to be on the gold standard. When they made money, it was tied to a certain amount of gold. Uh, Just like when you make Gatorade, it's tied to a certain amount of water. But we left the gold standard. And similarly, it's kind of like leaving the Gatorade standard. Now, all of a sudden, you're taking a scoop and you're pouring it into a gallon of water. And it, the flavor's there, but it's not like it was. We've left the Gatorade standard, and now you got a half gallon. you got two quarts that you're putting in the one scoop of Gatorade, and the flavor's still there, but it's been diluted. And eventually you're putting one scoop in that's supposed to go into the quart, and now you're putting it into a gallon of water, or two gallons of water, five gallons of water, ten gallons of water. Or eventually it gets to the point that you can't even taste hardly a trace of Gatorade left because there's so much water in relation to the Gatorade. So this is where it's different with Bitcoin is that you will never be diluted. The amount of water will always be the same. And the amount of Gatorade to have the flavor that you want, that normal expected flavor, is always going to be there. It's never going to be diluted in relation to the amount of water. So hopefully that makes a bit more sense. Uh, finally, I just want to share a few corrections. Uh, I realize that I've talked about this Mon wallet M-U-U-N, In past episodes and i believe it's actually pronounced moon wallet that's something where i'd never heard the website or the app said out loud by anyone else and that's just how i read it so sorry if i misled you on the pronunciation of that app but the other thing i wanted to kind of provide an update on is i don't really recommend trezor as a hardware wallet anymore Uh, i i used to i have one that's what i've used i've used ledger and i've used trezor and i thought trezor is better because it's open source But obviously they support a bunch of altcoins. They just came out with this new service that has to do with CoinJoin. And I'm not going to go into all the details because this is getting into advanced stuff. But let me just say that Trezor is not quite on your side with privacy. And there's some issues there. And so what I'll probably do in the future next time I need a hardware wallet is to get a Bitcoin only hardware wallet. And it will probably be a Blockstream Jade or a cold card hardware wallet. And I will link those in the show notes. I'll also link a YouTube video that will talk more about the issues of Trezor, what they've changed with coin joins and privacy and things like that. I'm going to keep it short today, but I've got a lot of ideas for future podcasts. And I am going to have some more guests on here soon, but there might be a little bit more lag because of the upcoming Bitcoin conference. But I will try to edit and push a couple of podcasts about my real estate journey and what I've learned about that being a landlord, buying homes, and how I see that fitting into my portfolio going forward. But yeah, lots of ideas coming down the pipeline and more guests as well. So with that, remember to do your own research. None of this is financial advice. And remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Remember that financial independence is doable, and I'll be back with you soon.